Today, we highlight Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the current president-elect of the U.S. He served as the 47th vice president from 2009 to 2017, and he also represented Delaware in the Senate from 1973 to 2009. He was re-elected to the Senate six times, and he also oversaw infrastructure spending to counteract the Great Recession as vice president. He also helped to pass legislation, including the 2010 Tax Relief Act. He led efforts to pass the U.S.-Russia New START Treaty, and he also led the Gun Violence Task Force, among many other things. In 2017, he was awarded Presidential Medal of Freedom with distinction. He is set to assume office January 20th, 2021. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Welcome back. You are here for season two, episode one of Mental Health Uncorked. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to be back with you guys for season two and for everything this season has to bring. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Did you make any? Um, I actually did not this year. Me either. Why did you? I just, I still had my ones from last year that I looked at, and I'm like, these still apply. <laughs> I did, I have a note on my phone that has them on there, like a little checkoff list. And so I'm like, these, these still work for this year. I can kind of make them work for 2021 as well, so. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get to all of them last year, I'll say. Like, I got like halfway through but some of them still didn't get checked off. So, I, or some of them are like a work in progress. So that's why I kept them. Okay. Well, you're an overachiever. So I'm sure you had like way more than a normal person as far as goals anyway. So now you probably have a normal amount. <laughs> yeah. It was like 10. Now I have like five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What about you? More like, I'm more like a two or three type of girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. I didn't do it because last year was so chaotic mm -hmm. that I didn't want to put like the pressure on myself of having like these goals that life might happen again mm -hmm. and kind of completely throw it out, out the window. So um, definitely. Yeah. I can understand that. I mean, I didn't have, I don't have too high of like, expectations for this year per se i'm kind of just kind of going each day as it comes and kind of just seeing what happens i think yeah. 2020 taught me like we can't really predict everything or we don't know what will happen so i think just kind of taking things day by day is really helpful oh i love that you said what 2020 taught you did it teach you anything else um it taught me that life is short and to appreciate your family and friends, which I already do, but, you know, people who I love had health issues and things like that. So it was really important for me to make sure everyone's healthy and that um, I didn't expose anyone on accident because I don't want to be the reason for someone else, you know, getting sick. Um, so it was just something to appreciate my, like, loved ones, um, 
also to just enjoy the moment and to spend time alone. Ooh, spend time alone. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people struggled with that time alone last year. So Yes. I always like spending time alone, honestly. Like I'll go to like movies by myself. I like go eat by myself at a restaurant. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal for me, but I think last year was a different level of time alone because like you really were like almost in solitary, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning, because they were saying like, oh, keep to yourself, like social distance and your friends and family, you know. So you really had to kind of consider like alone time. Exactly. I think for me, I've always kind of felt like I was outside of the quarantine bubble. Like mm-hmm. I of course understood it and I knew what it was like for people because, you know, so many people were doing it and living it, but because I never actually lived it myself, I kind of felt like I was outside looking in as far as a lot of this COVID stuff. Of course, you know, I had to, you know, start wearing a mask like everyone else and Mm -hmm. wash my hands even more frequently than I already do in the whole sanitizer bit. But just as far as like, being at home quarantine or, you know, losing my job or anything like that. Um, And even, you know, family and loved ones really being affected or becoming sick or losing their jobs, like blessings, blessing, blessing, blessing. And just thank God that none of that really happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of weird, like kind of managing the year, knowing that so much was going on for everyone else, but it wasn't happening in my life. Mm Um, And I think at some points I kind of felt bad, like, okay, or kind of anticipating like, okay, at some point it's going to come, it's going to happen. And kind of, you know, that holding your breath or waiting for something that never, well, hasn't come yet. I mean, we're still in the pandemic, things are still going on, but um, I, I think as far as my approach to 21 is kind of letting go of that breath and being okay like we can continue to live it's okay Mm -hmm. to celebrate things it's okay to plan things um and if you know something happens where you know you can't do it then that's okay you know plan (laughs) i've been saying like i might need to do a plan b c and d you know um and just not have my plan a but just for it to be okay i think there was a couple times last year where great things were going on or um you know promotions or like different things were happening and I kind of didn't celebrate them or think of them more as much of a big deal or was very selective with who I shared things with because I didn't want to like be that person. Like, I know your life is horrible, but my life is like going pretty great right now. Um, But kind of just settling in and that's okay. And yeah, that's good. I think it's important to let go of that like breath that you were holding on to, anticipating something to happen that's bad, you know? I think when the year turned 2021, people like were able to like let a sigh of relief kind of go. Cause like, even though it's still just like the next day, technically, it still feels mm-hmm. like a fresh start in some ways, you know, just yeah. a fresh slate and a fresh chance to like start anew and mm-hmm. create new goals and just have a whole new, like a great year, hopefully. Yeah. I love that you said that. I just told one of my clients the other day because they were struggling with um, 
struggling with the thought of a new year and setting goals and resolutions and all that. And I was like, don't think about a new year. Think about like, let's, let's make it smaller. So mm-hmm. it's a new day. It's a new month. Like just tackle just the month of January. Yes. <laughs> You know, every month is going to come. Just tackle it as a new month versus a new year. Um, and that seemed to help. So I think that's something that a lot of us can probably take on of. Let's not, um, you know, set ourselves up to kind of tackle or bite off more than we can chew as far as 2021. Like, let's just focus on January. Yeah, I like that you said that. My client this morning actually had that same issue. And I was telling her just to kind of set like small goals like you do. So like two to three goals. And then maybe mm-hmm. even make sub goals from those two to three goals. So like small goals that can help you achieve those big goals because she was getting overwhelmed with like the thought of like creating these goals for the new year and it can be Mm -hmm. overwhelming to think about what do you want to accomplish this year it's you have a whole 12 months ahead of you but also breaking down the months just by like each month instead of like thinking of it as a whole year will help as well yeah true what do you think the biggest barriers are for people to achieve their you know goals Like, what stands in the way? I think, honestly, like, people themselves is a big barrier to achieving their goals. (laughs) I mean, because you um, listen to people talk about their goals and what they want to achieve, and it's like, nothing is really stopping them um, Mm. from kind of achieving them. It's like, there are steps that they can take to get to those goals, but they're just hesitant, or they're maybe, like, nervous about taking a leap, or they may just be, like, worried, and just, like, maybe their emotions kind of stand in the way of helping them achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, so that kind of statement, I know exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. but I've had that kind of be reacted, um, probably not saying this right, but of kind of like, oh, that's kind of judgmental to say, mm-hmm. um, or that's unrealistic to say that it's all on me. Yeah. Like, what do you think about that? Um, like it's all on the client, kind of? Yeah, or the person. I or mean, the they don't person. have to necessarily be a client. Like, I, I know people, I have people in my life, friends, family, whatever, and they'll they'll set 50 million goals and mm. won't achieve them. Like, oh, what happened? And they'll come up with all kinds <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> and for me, I'm like one of those people that I can negate a lot. There's there's very few things that I can't be like, mm, yeah, because then I can have a comeback for it. Mm-hmm. And so... What do you, how do you, I guess, nicely say, like, you, you are the person that is the problem? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's always just the person. Sometimes it is the case where only you're standing in your own way, but there are other external factors that induce stand in ways. Like, maybe it can be money or like having support. Like, say you want to like make your own business, but you have like kids to take care of so you don't have time to always do everything you want to do so you don't have like family to watch your kids like it could be something like that standing in your way as well Mm -hmm. um but I do think that ultimately like if you want to accomplish your goals it's up to you to achieve them Mm -hmm. it's not anyone else's responsibility to kind of help you get to your goals that's really Mm -hmm. helpful but if you can you know it's best for you to kind of figure out a to z how you're going to get from here to there and map that out agreed 100%. (laughs) I agree with that 100%. And it's not easy. And everything takes a village, you know. You want help. You want support. But ultimately, like, you should be able to figure out what you're going to do to get to that goal. So whether that may be asking a friend for help or asking your mom to watch your kid, you know. There's Mm -hmm. so many options out there and ways to make things work. 
Agree. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think I'm trying. <laughs> I think that you are 100% right. I agree with everything that you said. There's no but. Um, I don't even think there's really much for me to add. Um, it's just, I guess I'm coming from more of the place of just frustration because I don't understand that logic mm -hmm. um, because that's just not how I operate. Um, I operate from the, the, like, if there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. um, if this door is closed, then I'm just going to find another way around. If it's something that I really, really want to do. Yeah, that's um, great. There are, there are, of course, some goals that I have even for myself, like last year or the last couple of years that, like you said, there's so many kind of external factors that, like, no matter how hard I try, like, especially when there's other people involved mm -hmm. um, that you have to kind of, you know, um, rely on in order to get the goal accomplished. Um so in those kind of situations, I understand. But if it's just solely on you, um, like I, I find it hard to believe that there's not a bigger issue, whether it be mental health wise or actually you saying that that's a goal for yourself, but you're really not passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just it kind of falls in the, the category for me. Um, you know, people make time for what they want to make time for. Yeah. Um, and I see and hear that a lot of times where people say, I, I can't do this or I don't have time for this. But then something else comes along and they have all the time in the world. They figured out the logistics of different things, like how you just talked about having a child. Like for whatever reason, when it comes to this and achieving a goal, you can't find child care. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden something else comes along, whether it be, let's say, a concert or you want to go hang out with someone. Then all of a sudden you can find child care. Right. So it's like, okay, are you really passionate about that goal, whether it be, you know, starting a business or doing whatever, mm -hmm. the same way you are about hanging out and doing whatever else. Yeah. Can we talk about how I saw a lot of this happening last year? People like judging other people for not accomplishing goals in 2020 or like, <laughs> or like being a hustler or like getting out there and making money or something like, have you seen that on like social media? Seen it both ways. I've seen it to where people were bashing folks that basically were using this time. Oh, I don't know. That's right. But they were just kind of like, you know what? I've been on the go. Because there's a lot of people that were just on the go. Mm -hmm. Like moving, moving, moving. And they're like, okay, I need to take a pause. I kind of need to do a reset and recenter myself. Yeah. Um, and then it was the other crowd that kind of was like, I'm going to use this time to like hustle and they just couldn't get their head wrapped around the people that needed to just pause and reset. Mm -hmm. And I think because they were finally hustling for the first time mm -hmm. and had the opportunity to where maybe they didn't before. And so they couldn't understand like, oh, my God, this this money or whatever it is is out here for me to get. Why aren't you out here trying to get it, too? when another person may have already been out here getting it and is using this as an opportunity to kind of like stop. Um, yeah. So I think it, it's really case by case basis of like, okay, where this person is. Um, I only took issue with the people. And again, this is like more people that I knew on a personal level that in one breath, <laughs> you're saying that you want to hustle, but you're not doing anything. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 
there's some people out there who like will like talk a good game and they have all these goals and like they're gonna like but then like they don't do anything to get to it and it's not anyone's fault but their own yeah in a sense like they're saying they're gonna do this do that you know but it's just not just not happening yeah and they want to it's easy to kind of say, well, if I was in their shoes or I'll never do that, which is something I'm trying very hard to not do anymore is be like, oh, if I was them, I would do this or whatever, because I'm not them. I don't know what I would actually do if I was in that actual situation. I might do the exact same thing. I might react completely differently. I would hope that I would react a certain way or do certain things, but you just, I never really know. Yeah, you don't know what they're facing in their personal life that maybe is hindering them from yeah. accomplishing things. Maybe they're going through something that we don't even know about. So I try not to do the same as well. Just kind of like, you know, look the other way or just like encourage them. Yeah, agree. Um, and, and my thing is, if they're really, if you really, really are passionate about these goals and you're not getting them accomplished, one, either you might need to change your perspective, maybe change the goal to make it more realistic, but then also, is there a bigger mental health issue going on that is stopping you from doing it? Are you depressed? Are you anxious about it? Do you have the self-confidence that you need in actually to, in order to um, achieve the goal? Mm-hmm. Um, what's kind of really there stopping you? Most of the time, it's something mental. Those external factors, most of the time, can kind of be worked out, yeah. but it's internal stuff that we struggle with the most. Yeah, like how you mentioned, like the self-esteem, that's a huge one. Like if they don't have self-esteem and like the courage to pursue their goals, it's going to be really hard for them to make that first step. Yeah. Yeah, especially in this day and age because everything is so out there. Like gone are the days where you can kind of just be and exist and not have to like put your face out there or have social media. Like I don't know a person who has a, great thriving business who doesn't have like social media accounts like yes with you know either put your face out there or the business name out there and so if you have any kind of struggle with self-esteem at all that can be a lot um to take on knowing that okay this is not going to be a a private account where i can you know be selective of who i uh let follow me or whatever like i need to have it open and i need to allow people to see and kind of come in and i've also been like seeing where um like they're asking you to or suggesting that you show more of you like Mm -hmm. even in your business like to reveal more of you so you can be more appealing to consumers and i think even for me that can be a little bit scary too because i'm pretty much a private person mm-hmm. and so to say that okay I'm going to open myself up and you're going to know more about me because outside <laughs> of just the picture that I've taken an hour so to select <laughs> that this is what I want you to see but I think that's good that's one of my kind of things that I want to do this year is to be a little bit more transparent mm-hmm. as far as the good and the bad because I think sometimes we do people a disservice of always showing them the good yep. um, and believe that we're kind of like these rock stars that are kind of unattainable, unattainable you know super mom or you know you're a workaholic when they don't see like the other side of what yeah. you're doing because you only show that one side and I have that issue. People sometimes will like assume that of me. It's sometimes like that I have this like perfect situation and everything. And I try to tell them like, no, I don't. 
you know, it takes hard work to get any yourself anywhere. And I think people sometimes will like downplay your work because they don't, they're only seeing a picture of you that's posted. They don't, even when you try to explain to them, like, no, I did this, this, and this to get where I am now. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. but I try to be transparent to where I'm not like putting on this facade or like people don't think I'm something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because you don't want to just <laughs> be a Debbie Downer also. Right. Um, but you want to, you know, how, you know, you want to be as real and transparent as possible without, you know, being too real. <laughs> yeah. And you know, firsthand, like we work really hard. Like we do like therapy, like almost every day of the week. Yes. But people don't yes. see that. Like when I get off of work, I'm like getting on my therapy calls. You know, mm-hmm. it's not all just fun and games. <laughs> it's not. And depending on who you're doing therapy for, what kind of platform you're doing, there's even when you get off the call, there's notes, there's follow-up emails, there's, yes. you know, things that you have to do, billing and whatnot. Um, so it's all part of it. I, I read something about, um, like, people, they always say they want to quit their job and they want to work for themselves or what they want to have their own businesses because um, they think they can do it better than the company that they're working for, but they don't realize all the work and why their supervisor or manager is, like, kind of, you know, <laughs> antsy and mm-hmm. just, like, crazy about certain things. And it's because it's so many different moving pieces. Yeah. And, you definitely don't want to drop the ball or mess up any of that because it absolutely, at the end of the day, falls on your shoulders. Definitely. It's lots of responsibility to have your own business and to like run your own practice, per se, or do anything on your own. So I think people underestimate really how much hard work people put into their, their jobs and their businesses. Um, yeah. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I think even like with this, this podcast, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I want to start a podcast and how do I do it? And I think that might be something that we can talk about maybe later in the season of mm-hmm. like kind of encouraging people to, you know, step out and do different things. I think there's always room for more people at the table. Right. Right. Uh, um, but just kind of utilizing the resources that you have. Like, I think sometimes people um, think that things are a lot more difficult or they make them more difficult than they have to be. Um, again, going back to kind of social media and just, <coughs> excuse me, the technology that we have, it's so easy to kind of research and look things up. And I haven't, I've yet to Google anything or go on YouTube and find where someone doesn't have a tutorial of how to do it or is explaining or written out the steps. So I don't think there is anything in particular new under the sun. We just kind of reformat things and kind of restructure them to kind of make them fresh and, and fresh. I won't say new, but fresh. Yeah. And we haven't really discussed like how we got started with our own podcast. Um, and like how it kind of came about. But I will say that it was Heather's idea to start the podcast. Um, she came to me one day. She was like, let's make a podcast. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's so true. Um, we haven't ever discussed that. But I think a lot of our, some of our viewers might know and some of them don't know that um, we were doing, we weren't doing a podcast, but we were doing Facebook lives and Instagram lives for months before we started the actual podcast. Yes. Um, 
through a nonprofit organization in Jacksonville, Florida. We were we were um, doing discussion with the counselors um, for them, and I know I thoroughly enjoyed our uh, talks. Um, and us getting together and doing that. And so that's why I was like, I want, I don't want this to stop. <laughs> and selfishly, I, I knew we were going to be together. So like, how can I maintain contact with her? Yes. Um, it's something fun. So, yeah. And from that, this was created. Yeah, and I didn't know where to start with the podcast either. I don't think you knew much about it as well. Like I just I've seen oh. them and everything, but I didn't know really what it took to make one. But I think we're both willing to like do the work. Um, like you said, like looking at YouTube tutorials, and, like trying to Google things, and like just researching is like everything's really out there for you. You have to kind of just figure it out by reading. Yeah. And my mentality was I was listening to other people's podcasts and this might be a little bit kind of narcissistic but my thinking was they're not doing or saying anything that i cannot do or say myself mm -hmm. um and i would hear people say stuff and i'm like yeah but or it just didn't come off as real some of the podcasts that i was listening to so i wanted to have a platform to where we could be a little bit more real and down to earth for right. people and people on their level yeah, I think we like accomplished that with our first season for sure. Um, kind of just get on here and just talk. And we try to be informative as well, but I think people get to like hear personalities. Um, I think it's pretty cool, especially with our last season finale with the blooper episode. I think that's funny if you haven't heard it yet. We just yes, think it's so definitely. funny. <laughs> Go check that out. It's a short little episode of us uh, doing what we do um, <laughs> falling apart and just being us. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into recording. I realized from this, and we make mistakes the first yeah. time around. I think that's the beauty of it. There's no one that's perfect. We all make mistakes. It's okay. Are you learning from your mistakes? What is the lesson that you got from it? Mm -hmm. And so I think as time went on, it started off like, okay, we need to do this, or we need to not do this. Um, but then you get better over time. Um, you yeah. might have an off day, for sure. I have my off days um, <laughs> where probably a 30 minute podcast takes me <laughs> a lot longer because I'm stumbling and rambling. Um, but yeah. you get, be you get the better over time. I think we have gotten better. I think the listeners this season are going to be in for a treat as you have grown. I feel like I have grown and they're going to see that. For sure. When you said the thing about 30 minute podcast takes you a long time to record, like people don't know, but like usually we like practice this for like two hours. <laughs> like we're together for like two hours for like maybe an hour episode because you know, yeah. there's things that go into it and then we're like just joking around sometimes too but it's just really fun to do it together i think absolutely absolutely <laughs> and then i think also um and this kind of goes back to my point earlier of kind of just being transparent and showing a little better of yourself like we are not perfect by any means and so um I think it's part of the reason why it takes us so long because we got to catch up on each other's stuff first and yeah. kind of sift through that and then like, okay, well, how was the new year for you? How was your Christmas? Okay, like, because you don't want any of that to kind of just spill over, like, into the podcast and like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me have 
therapy session. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we do have similar backgrounds when it comes to our like education and things like that. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker and Heather is a uh, licensed mental health counselor. So we both have therapy backgrounds. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what's what sparked our interest to make the podcast and call it Mental Health Uncorked because we like love mental health. <laughs> yes. Eat, breathe, live. It's the bread and butter of our lives. So. Essentially, at this point, like every day is like I think about mental health. <laughs> yeah. And here's, do you see it? We have, we have never talked about this. Do you see it in pretty much like every area of your life? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'm sometimes walking down the street or I'm like driving down the street or whatever and I'm seeing people and I'm like, ooh, that's mental health all day. Like, <laughs> that's my ooh, mental health all day long. Like, just by people's dispositions, like going to the grocery store and how people interact or not interact with you. Yeah. Um, ugh, okay, let me not just be walking around all day diagnosing people. And I think yep. <laughs> as a counselor, it's hard to not do um and why it's so important to have like friends or colleagues that you can kind of go and talk to about kind of stuff because they'll get it um but then also do that self-care that we so desperate desperately need to engage in as counselors or therapists yeah i don't like to call myself a therapist hmm why <laughs> so since you asked <laughs> I am, how do I describe how I am? I can be a little quirky about certain things. And so once someone does or says something to me, I kind of hold on to it and it, it's hard for me to undo it. And so when I first started going to school and I was telling people I wanted to be a um, counselor, they were like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Um, everyone knows I like to run my mouth, so they thought it would be good for me. And so one of my very first jobs when I got my master's degree, I was a B-house therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got my little badge and everything. You couldn't tell me I was not doing something. And then I had my little nameplate. And I was showing it to someone I can't even remember at this point now. So this is like why I'm saying it's so quirky. And I was so proud to be a BHOS therapist. And the person was like, oh, you're raping people. What? And I was like, what? Like, what are you? What are you? And, then, and he was like, it was a guy. Um, I do remember it was a guy. And he was like, um, you know what, therapist. Mm -hmm. says right and I was like no like I did you know how you, you something's right in front of you but you don't see it yeah and so he he was like it says the rapist yeah and I was like oh my god and so since then I've had a thing about calling myself a therapist and yeah. so I'm so happy <laughs> that um actually like when it comes to you being licensed um you know it's it's the word counselor um but then I'll, I'll tell you this also when i was trying to become licensed in in texas mm -hmm. that was one of the things i was worried about <laughs> it was going to be something something licensed, licensed. there or whatever <laughs> and it ends up being um 
what is Texas? Uh, licensed professional counselor. So it's still oh, counselor. Oh, yeah. Um, LPC. It's definitely no dig to anyone who calls themselves a therapist or likes that. It's just, again, a little quirk about myself that yeah. I just prefer the terminology and just the sound <laughs> of counselor better. I actually had some more experience recently at my job. My role is psychotherapist. So one of my coworkers said that a client told him, like, do you know your name point says psycho the therapist? (laughs) But we I never had thought of that before. So he ended up changing his name point to say like counselor or something like that because it was like triggering for clients. Um, But for me, it's not a um, like a huge I I still say a therapist because I don't Mm -hmm. think of it like that really yeah but it is like interesting how people like wordplay works yeah and then also the times because sometimes i will say it sometimes i'll say it but then people don't automatically think like a mental health therapist they're like oh are you a physical therapist are you this or that and so it's just easier just to say counselor because it's very clear like you know I'm, i'm counseling people versus the you know therapist yeah, I also like the term clinician a lot because when I was in grad school, we actually used that term most. We didn't really use therapist that often. It was mostly mostly clinician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like that term, but not everyone will know what that means per se. I think like everyday people may not realize like what comes like what is all involved with that word. So I think yeah. counselor is probably like the easiest one for everyone to know what that means. Absolutely, I love clinician as well. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, but yeah I think I mean I'm really excited for this season and what is to come we have like new segments for you all yes and so please 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 as always if you have a topic that you want us to discuss please tell us you can email you can dm us we absolutely do not mind um and we are open to talking about just about anything Yes, and if you want um, or need mental health therapy, we do have um, a connection with BetterHelp. Um, so BetterHelp offers 10% off of your first month of therapy um, using our code. Um, so if you just go to betterhelp.com slash MHU, you can get 10% off your therapy. Good deal, good deal. All right, time. y'all. Buckle up and get ready for this ride, season two. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional counselor. And you can start communication in under 48 hours. Use our promo code BetterHelp.com MHU for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp allows for you to schedule any video, phone, or live chatting sessions whenever you like. You can reach your counselor 24 hours a day. Check it out. BetterHelp. Hey, Quirkies, thanks for listening. Our social media information is on Facebook as Mental Health Uncorked, Instagram at Mental Health Uncorked, Twitter is at Mental Uncorked. We have a YouTube channel now, it is Mental Health Uncorked. 
And our Gmail is mentalhealthuncorked at gmail.com.